Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Ben Rogers. So good to be with you and so good to have you all here as always. Um, I don't know about you guys, I've got a very grey, misty view out my window and it's easy to feel a little bit like we're coming into winter, it's getting cold, it's getting dark, but I just pray that God would fill you with our um, with his joy, as Tim was just saying there. Um, the truth is that he is good, that he's powerful, that he's alive and that that's the God that we're coming before this morning. So what a place to be, enough of that. Um, I'll apologise for two things in advance. One is that my neighbours just started playing piano, so if you get a kind of Mozart-like background, it's not me playing a sort of epic soundtrack in the background, it's just my neighbour. The other is that um, this isn't just a shadow, I do have a moustache, which I'm growing for November, a feeble attempt, but uh, it's a great initiative, if you hadn't heard of it, just go and uh, search November, it's basically about getting men to talk about their mental health. Enough of that, on with the passage. Today we're looking at um, Acts 22 and verses 22 to 29, which is um, Paul has been addressing the crowd of Jews in Jerusalem, uh, which Amanda was showing about yesterday. So let's pick up with the passage. So the crowd listened to Paul until he said this. They raised their voices and shouted, rid the earth of him, he's not fit to live. As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the commander ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. He directed that he be flogged and interrogated in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, Is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. What are you going to do? He said, This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship. It's quite passive aggressive, that comment there. But I was born a citizen, Paul replied. Those who were about to interrogate him withdrew immediately. The commander himself was alarmed when he realised that he had put Paul, a Roman citizen, in chains. So there's so much we could look into here i'm quite interested in the exchange between paul and the roman commander and there's a lot of back and forth there but the thing we're just gonna zoom in on today is uh identities and i think that's something that we see at play all throughout this passage um so as we heard earlier this week <clears throat> the reason that paul is talking to this crowd in the first place is because he was able to speak greek to the soldiers and so they said yeah okay you can go up and do it Um, The reason that the crowd are listening, as we can see in those first three words, is because he was speaking in Aramaic to them. So they said, you know, this is him speaking in our language. And he was establishing his credentials as a a zealous and learned Jewish leader. Um, You see in the first line, it says the crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Um, If you're wondering what it is that he said that sort of triggered them. um, Paul, uh, Tim, sorry, I don't know. Tim and Paul, easily confused. Uh, So it's until he said this, and it's the line just before, which is, then the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So this is another identity we see at play is um, Paul talking about salvation being extended 
beyond the Jews and that it can also go to the Gentiles. And it's that that triggers the crowd to saying, rid the earth of him, he's not fit to live. So we've already had Greek, Aramaic, uh, Gentiles. And then also we see in the second passage about Paul's Roman citizenship and how that saves him from being flogged um, and from being punished. So there's identities, nationalities, languages at play all throughout this passage. Um, And I just want us to look at why that's significant, really. So part of it is in the Old Testament um, and why the Jews are so outraged is that your heavenly and earthly identities were one and the same because you were an Israelite as a person and therefore you were an Israelite um, and um, a son of Abraham or daughter of Abraham. And so there there sort of wasn't that um, divergence between your earthly and heavenly identity. Uh, But in the New Testament, we see that the gospel is extended to all people. And that's something we've talked a lot about on HDC Daily is that everyone can access the gospel. But what that means is for the first time, Christians are having to grapple with being a believer and a follower of Jesus and also being Greek or Roman or Jewish or Asian or wherever else they had come from. So they're sort of, we see the New, the New Testament Christians in the early, early church grappling with these identities. And that's something that continues right up until today. And I'm sure is familiar to all of us as a struggle because we have to figure out what it means to be a Christian and all these other things in the world. Um, so what I want us to look at today is what does a godly approach to identity look like? Um, and Tim, if we could have the next slide if possible so the two things I want us to look at really are um, I think first a godly approach to identity is about letting God work through our earthly identities so acknowledging them celebrating them and giving them to God so that he can use them Paul in this passage was saved through his Roman citizenship and that gave him privileges that meant he couldn't be punished Uh, for us it might be sharing the gospel with those that we have common ground with or that speak our language, for example. Uh, It might mean just remaining really thankful for the privileges and freedoms that we have as um, people living in the UK. Uh, Even if it doesn't feel like it at the moment, we've just gone into lockdown 2.0. But actually, we do have amazing privileges and freedoms and we can come and uh, pray and openly talk about faith. And that's a a freedom in itself that we can be really thankful for. Um, Perhaps it's also just uh, modelling sort of responsible citizenship by doing as best as we can to, you know, put the government guidelines into place, even when we lose patience and sort of we don't understand them always, but just doing our best to model earthly citizenship really well. So that's the first point there. And the second is about putting our heavenly citizenship above all other identities. Um, I thought it was really interesting what Amanda said yesterday. She shared a story of when she came to faith and Uh, In the same week, she was joining the drinking society and the Christian union and her friends in the drinking society were taking her to one side and said, you know, be careful about that church lot. Don't don't let it take over. Very dangerous. And I just thought that's that's the reality that that is what stepping into being a follower of Jesus. Jesus does. It just takes over everything. Um, And that's that's what we want it to do. That's such an amazing thing that. God actually comes and becomes a part of our life, uh, becomes a part of our work, becomes a part of our national identity, the language we speak, 
Um, it's all for his glory. So we live as citizens of heaven, not just of the UK or Edinburgh University or the financial services industry or whatever it is that we sort of see as our earthly identity. We actually live as heavenly citizens as well. And God can work incredibly through our identities when we surrender them to him. But he demands first place. He is a jealous God uh, and he doesn't want our, our devotion to be anywhere other than to him. So that's kind of what I'd like us to pray about this morning really is that we would see ourselves as God's citizens and his people and followers of Jesus. Um, but also that we'd pray that he would work through our earthly identities. Well, good morning, everyone. Today we prayed um, all around the theme of citizenship and identity that Ben spoke about. We prayed for young people grappling with their identity. We prayed today for the citizens of the US at the moment and its government. We prayed for peace in that land. Um, We prayed for courage, for perseverance for ourselves to be responsible citizens at the moment. Um, All the while thanking God for the relative freedom that we have. Relative freedom, of course, in the UK. And then we prayed for opportunities to share the gospel in lockdown. And I'd encourage you to pray for all of those things. And... um, Ask God today um, to encourage you, to remind you where your identity, um, your, your personhood, who you are being rooted in him. Ask God to remind you of that and help you live out of that place, whatever you face today. God bless. <laughs>